today's episode of Real People, Real God, Misu and Lindsay take a break from their Through the Bible character series to look at how two real women who experienced pregnancy in very different ways praised our real God in very similar ways. Hi, this is Misu. And this is Lindsay. Welcome back, everyone. We're glad you could join us again today in this post-Christmas podcast episode. Misu, how's your day going? It is going great. I'm on my third cup of coffee. And you coffee it, in the morning, I, I tell you. It's like, I, I love my coffee. It is, <laughs> it's my friend. I really mm. like it. How about you? Are you are you through your first cup of coffee yet, Lindsay? Not quite. You know oh, me. <laughs> You've I always do. been up longer than I have. Oh, well, that's mornings. true. That's a good yeah. point. No, yeah. I'm I'm working on it, but I'm sitting in a winter wonderland up here in <gasps> Wisconsin, of course. Did so. you have snow? Yes, lots of oh, snow. Lots of snow, exciting. winter wonderland. Yeah. Oh, it's how much snow? Beautiful out there. Just a few inches. It snowed oh, okay. like all day yesterday, though. So really? we got a few inches, and it's... It's pretty out there, so it's a nice, cozy day. Drinking coffee and talking Bible stuff with you and snow outside. That's a good morning, I think. It is a great morning. Well, today we're going to do this extra special episode in our Through the Bible Character series. So we're going to pause just a little bit from our regular story, and we're going to look at some prayers of two women, two Israelite women. They are both pregnant. They lived at different times in Israel's history, but they have very similar prayers. So in light of our Christmas season, we're going to look at Mary's prayer. Sometimes it's called the Magnificent. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, um, she was, I I don't, yeah, she was pregnant with Jesus when she prayed this beautiful prayer. And then the other woman that we're going to talk about is Hannah, whose son we're going to talk about next episode, um, and he helps usher in the kings of the Old Testament. And Lindsay, tell us a little bit about these two women, would you? Yeah, well, so as I was reading the stories of these two women surrounding these prayers, I was really struck by the the great differences between their stories, actually, these these two women. And not just Mm -hmm. in the time they're living, but in the events surrounding each one of their pregnancies and births. Um, It's it's interesting. It's really different. So first of all, we have Hannah, um, and she's in the Old Testament. Her story can be found at the beginning of the book of 1 Samuel. And Hannah was an older woman, and she was barren. And we've heard this story before, right, with a few other women in our in yep. our story. Yeah. Um, her husband had another wife, and she had many children, but Hannah had none. So Hannah, like some of the other women in our story, she prays to the Lord for a child. Um, she she just entreats the Lord for a child, and she promises also that she will give that child back to the Lord if He gives it to her. Like. Whoa, that's Which pretty intense. Which I can't intense. even imagine. But I yes. can't even fathom. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not how I pray. I pray, Lord, give me this and I will keep it. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> really? <laughs> but yeah. And I Hannah, will love it and I will hold it and I will squeeze it. And I, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yes. But Hannah, bless her heart, she, she begs the Lord for a child and yeah. promises she will give that child back to the Lord. And so our real God, as we know, he's, he's very accustomed to opening wombs. He does um, that. And he does it once again here for dear, sweet Hannah. And he gives Mm -hmm. her this child that she desires. And she does indeed give this child back to God. And it's just, it's a beautiful story when she gives, gives her child back to God. And as she does, as she, she gives her son over, um, this is the prayer she prays. Misu, why don't you go ahead and read her prayer for us as she gives her child back. This is in first Samuel two and it's verses one through 10. 
My heart exalts in the Lord, my horn, which means my strength. My strength is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and on them he has set the world. He will guide the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness, for not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Okay. This this prayer, first of all, it was kind of long. Sorry about that. But I, I don't know why I'm apologizing for reading scripture. I, this is such an intense, beautiful yeah. prayer. And, and there are a couple of things that really struck me when I read this. First of all, it resounds with God's sovereignty. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's he's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Verse six and seven, just I, the Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord mm-hmm. makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He does yeah. it all. He's, and that he has line power. About, he's the God he, of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. That one yeah. just struck me as you were reading it. It's, yeah. it's everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to the minutest thing. It's to the greatest thing. Everything is hidden. And, and I think here, Hannah, for the first time, I think she gets it. It's no longer just about her barrenness or her contentious relationship with her husband's second wife. She mm-hmm. recognizes that this God to whom she's been praying is the God of the whole universe. And he has just reached down and he placed this new life inside her. This like is a big deal. Faith moment it, for her, you think? I think so. I think mm-hmm. this is her saying, oh my goodness, this God of the universe is is talking to me. He has worked inside me. So I think that is just a a powerful realization there. The second thing that just blows me away about this is some somewhere toward the end of this prayer, it's in actually the last two lines. um, She says, he will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Okay. First of all, there's no king in Israel yet. Mm -hmm. So that's prophetic. Did did she know she was being prophetic? I I don't know. And then the other thing that I found fascinating in my study Bible, she uses a a Hebrew term for his anointed 
the the, the word she uses for anointed is Mashiach. Exalt the horn of his Mashiach, which we would translate exalt the horn for, of his Messiah. That is the first time in all of scripture that the word Messiah is used. Yeah. And it's used by Hannah, mm-hmm. a woman, when she's praying and praising God for this baby that she's born. I mean, she's prophesying the Messiah here. How yeah. amazing is that, Lindsay? I just yeah. think that's so cool. So, okay, cool. now it's your turn. You tell us about the mother of this anointed king and Messiah that Hannah is talking about. So tell us yeah. about Mary. So Hannah didn't know, but we know that this Messiah is going to be Jesus um, yeah. and his his mother is Mary. So now we're going to talk about dear sweet Mary a little bit. Um, and her story is so very different from Hannah's yeah. story. It's It just amazed me. I, I never saw it this way before until I kind of compared these two stories. You know, I think at Christmas time, when I think of precious little baby Jesus, and I think of Mary as being a proud and delighted mother who's who has long expected this blessed child, and just as the rest of us have expected and needed this child, this Savior, or maybe she's expected him just as hopefully as Hannah did, or Sarah, or one of those other women. But no, I forget. That's mm. not, that's not I, actually how this story I goes. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mm-mm. I'm sure, I'm sure that Mary was definitely a delighted and proud mother. I'm sure. Well, yeah. But she certainly was not expecting or hoping for this pregnancy at all. Mm-mm. That's, I mean, Mm-mm. that's not how her story goes. So while on the one hand we have Hannah who entreated the Lord to give her this long hoped for child, Mary had absolutely no intention of bearing a child at this point in her life. No. I mean, she was young. She <laughs> Surprise! Was, right. Yes. She yeah. was not even married. And uh-uh. In fact, she was terrified by this idea when yeah. the angel came and told her about it. So very different stories from a barren woman who's longing for a child to a young girl who is not even ready for this. Mm-hmm. But our real God in his sovereignty and in his great kindness to all the rest of us he gave Mary the child that the rest of creation was longing for, had long oh, hoped for. Good. And, oh, I love that. Yes. And, you know, Mary didn't ask for it, but she just had to bear that child for the rest of us, not for her own oh. longing and hopes, because yeah. our real God knew that all of mankind needed and was begging for this child, essentially. Mm. So yeah. so Mary's story here is very different. Not yeah. at all an expected kind of pregnancy, but she bears our Savior for us. And yet she prays a very similar prayer. As, as she is with child... Um, And it is becoming more apparent that her child will be very different and set apart. There's different things happening, letting her know more about that. She prays a really similar prayer to the one we heard from Hannah. It's amazing. Missy, why don't you go ahead and read Mary's prayer for us? Okay. Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel 
in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. You know, it's although she, she was not expecting or hoping for this pregnancy, she still considers herself blessed by God. Yeah. And, and I think just as blessed as Hannah felt, you know, mm-hmm. I, so again, we see the theme of God's sovereignty in here. Mm-hmm. Um, both women seem to realize that God is over all things and he can bring the lowly up and the mm-hmm. proud low. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mary said it, she said it this way. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones. And then Hannah says the bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. So, mm-hmm. you know, they both are saying the same thing just in very, in a little different words. There's just tons of similarities. If, if y'all want to go back and check in your Bibles, it, it's a fascinating comparison to compare these prayers of these amazing women who are so very different, whose prayers are so very similar. Yeah. And how can that be? How can it be that they're so different, but their prayers and their praise is so similar? You said it, Lindsay, it, when we were talking, yeah. it's because the God is the same. Yeah. The God they're praising is the same. Our real God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yep. I, that's amazing. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, this theme of, of, um, of God bringing the lowly up and making the proud low that was in both mm-hmm. of those women's prayers. Uh, they said it in a number of different ways. It reminded me of a passage from Isaiah. Uh, mm-hmm. and this passage here is, um, it's actually a passage that's used in Handel's Messiah. If you've never heard that, that choral piece of work, it's beautiful. It, oh, yeah, you might gorgeous. know the, um, for unto us a child is born. There's my singing for you all. Oh, I <laughs> Merry love Christmas. It. Yeah, um, there we you go. Might, uh-huh. You might know that song. That's from Handel's Messiah. And this passage from Isaiah that I'm about to read also is used in that piece of work, um, to talk about this new kingdom. Um, Isaiah is prophesying, of one who will prepare the way Mm -hmm. for this Messiah and for the new kingdom that this Messiah will bring in. And so in Isaiah chapter 40, um, verses three through five, Isaiah says, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert, a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up. Mm -hmm. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Mm. I love that. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what some of the lines from these women's prayers reminded me of that passage. And I think, oh, yeah. I think a defining characteristic of the kingdom of God, um, this, this kingdom of God that was ushered in through the Messiah, through Christ mm-hmm. 2000 years ago. And, and the kingdom that God still ushers in through Christ, I think even in our day, um, is this kingdom of equality or, or really justice, things being mm-hmm. made right. Every valley lifted up. If you're low, you get lifted up. Every mountain made low. If you're high, you get brought down. Christ came, the, the kingdom he ushered in was he came to die for us all. Every person, the richest to the poorest, and all of us are equal at the foot of the cross. We're equally sinful and equally loved and died for. It doesn't matter who you are. And I think that's part of this this kingdom we celebrate when we celebrate our Messiah. And we've got Hannah's prophetic prayer talking about that and Mary's um, thankful prayer talking about that theme, I think, of this kingdom of our Messiah. Yeah. And, you know, I think in the wake of our Christmas season, 
um, what he intends us to strive for now, another 2000 years later after yeah. Mary's prayer, um, is to remember that that ground is level at the foot of the cross and the desert highways have been made straight in our day, valleys lifted up, mountains made low, uneven mm -hmm. ground level. But here's the question for me as Christmas is now past, why is it I only feel moved to serve in a soup kitchen during the Christmas season? You know, why not? Yeah. Why don't I do those kinds of things all year round? Why, yeah. why do we save that, that goodness, that benevolent spirit for the Christmas season? Yeah. Um, so I think the main point, uh, so, so that's one thought that, that I want to take with us from, mm -hmm. from these two prayers, I, a challenge, I guess, for myself and for those listening. Um, but, but I think the the main thought from these two prayers is God's sovereignty and is the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, he is in control and how very comforting that can be. So no matter how low you get, you can be lifted up in a moment in mm -hmm. the blink of an eye. And, mm -hmm. and here's the other side of that coin, no matter how high you get proud, arrogant, whatever, yeah. you can be brought low in a moment mm -hmm. because our God reigns. He yeah. reigns. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good news. Amen. That's, Amen. I think that's good news for all of us um, in this post Christmas season. And may we all continue to live in that reality, um, equal at the foot of the cross, remembering that each day, um, even as we look to a new year and a new year yeah. begins for us. So yeah, yeah, thanks for joining us all today. And to be sure you don't miss a single episode of Real People, Real God, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes, Android, or Stitcher, or listen to us on Misu's Friday blog at www.misuandrews.com.au. Dot com slash blog. Boy, I'm getting tongue-tied today. <laughs> I think we're almost done here. The notes, uh, we have notes for each podcast also that are available on the blog, and you can post comments and questions on the blog site. And if you have a question specifically for me or for me, Sue, just indicate us by name, and we would love to get back to you. Talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, come back next time, everyone. And remember, be real. Thanks for listening to Real People, Real God. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to give us a star rating on iTunes. We rely on real people to provide feedback and our real God to provide listeners. 